look at the brands who do it well. I mean, I, I get, it's like product photography. You know, the, the top brands, the Louis Vuitton, the Chanel, whoever, you know, their sunglasses, perfumes, whatever, they're beautifully shot. And that then allows them to charge more. <laughs> That's Lucy O'Reilly from Designs for Growth. And we're doing a joint episode today, sharing our experiences and tips for having a great brand photography shoot. We talk about why you should invest in brand photography, which comes first, the brand or the brand photography, how to choose the photographer that's right for you, styling, composition, the importance of props and more. I hope you enjoy. I'm Fanola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell because that's how the market decides whether to buy or not. And your story has to resonate with who you are and with the people you want to serve. And this podcast is about helping you reach the market in a way that feels right to you. So if you're an entrepreneur with a dream you want to make real, then this is the podcast for you because great marketing is your truth shared. We're talking to my lovely co-creator. I just decided to call her that because I think it really fits. Lucy O'Reilly, who I spoke to before in an earlier episode of Your Truth Shared, we talked about collaboration and we thought it was appropriate to come together again today because we're going to talk about brand shoot photography, which is a really important part of your marketing and sometimes I think it perhaps is underrated or maybe not maximized enough. But let's first say hello to Lucy from Designs for Growth. So welcome, Lucy. Hi, Fanola. Thanks so much for having me back. Yay. <laughs> so we were chatting because Lucy and, and myself, as I said in an earlier podcast, are working on a project together of a big event we're going to run in November. And we'll talk more about that in a later podcast. But we've just done a photo shoot together and the amount of organization and thought that goes into a really successful brand shoot is something worth talking about. OK, so let's start first, because Lucy is, as the name of her business suggests, designs for growth is everything design related that helps you grow your business. So that's everything from your brand to your website, to even your email sales funnel, your sales pages, all of that great stuff. Lucy's in the thick of it, you know. So let's first have a chat about why would you invest in brand photography? You know, because you can get stock photography. Why would you bother with, uh, you know, spending all that money on brand photography? Okay, so there's loads of reasons why you would invest in brand photography. So your initial question is, why would you invest in photography? Well, the great thing about photography is that with it, without having to utter a word or write a word, you can communicate so much in an in an instant. As soon as somebody sees an image, they form an opinion, they, 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 they have an emotion, they react, you know, and you haven't had to say anything or write anything. So very powerful from that perspective. Uh, power of, of the image. And then why brand photography? Well, because nowadays everything's happening online and visuals are so important, it's another opportunity for you to tell the story of your brand in the way a stock image can't. There is a place for stock photography, but 
a pretty small pace for stock photography. And I would say that not all brand photography has to feature you, you know, or the business owner. Sometimes brand photography involves models or, you know, third parties. It's not always the the person behind the business. So depending on your business. But isn't it a powerful thing to have to know because we all want to know about the person behind the business. Of course. But I'm just saying that for I'm trying to think of an example of a business where you wouldn't put the face. I mean, even like supermarkets and banks and, you know, doesn't, you know, the, the doesn't really matter what business you're in. Everybody is now putting, you know, putting the face of their business forward. But my point is that sometimes it's, it could be, you know, you're using models or you're using people who are, you're, what you're trying to do is use people that your audience will connect with. Mm. But yes, the, the, the benefit of brand photography is that you get to tell your story in a way that's unique to you because it's your story and you 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 can craft that story using photography in a way that um that nobody else can. Do you think that small to medium sized businesses realize that that this is their opportunity to storytell or do you think that they feel it's a tick box exercise I just need a shot. I'm just going to get a headshot and I'll throw it up on my website sure that's enough. Yeah, it is a tick box tick box exercise um it's an area where lots of businesses don't want to invest. They don't see the value of it because um, I've seen, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that happen. I've seen photographs come back to me going, "There's my photographs," and yeah, I mean, they just they don't see the they don't see the value in it. But it's so powerful, and it can gives you so much um, ammunition, if you like, uh, you know, in a, in a world where we're constantly trying to come up with uh, a new. Um, uh, new stories to tell, new images through social media and so on. When you have a bank, a library of branded images, it just gives you loads of opportunities to to make a connection, tell those stories and, um, you know, evoke. Uh, Do you think people are scared of the photograph? I don't think it's, uh, I think. Or they just don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand or they don't know what it means or they don't have a guide. They don't have somebody to tell them, well, this is what you need to be thinking about. I mean, obviously there are plenty of photographers out there, loads of really good photographers out there, but you actually need your sort of brand stylist to get involved as well, because it's a continuation of your, your visual identity. It's just another, it's just another part of your, of your overall brand visual identity. So, um, it, it does take a bit of collaboration between various parties um, because a photographer will need a brief. I mean, you, so you want to choose a photographer with a, with a vision and a style that matches the, the, you know, the style that you want for your brand because each brand has its own style, has its own essence, if you like. And so some photographers have a very defined style and depending on style of your brand, will they not be, they may not be suitable for you. So if the, if the entrepreneur has no guidance from their, uh, their brand designer on what the overall brand should look like. Let's go back a step for a second. So when we do brand, right, because both of us work together on brand quite a lot and brand for me, well, there's a great quote by Martin Neumeier, who I also interviewed on this podcast which is a brand is not what you say it is. A brand is what they say it is and they being your customer. So brand is a way of connecting who you are and the story 
that you bring to the world and the the solution you bring to the pain of your customer is a way of articulating all of that. It's a promise to your customer, you know, and and in this age where marketing is becoming so like being perhaps on the edge of finally being realized instead of being shunned so much over the years that perhaps people are starting to realize that you can do marketing on your own terms. That's something I advocate really strongly. And but the opportunity to to have someone see your true expression in a photo, it can be captured. It can help the process of bringing somebody into your ecosystem, helping them see you for who you are because you got the photography right, you know, in that context and that it matched the effort that you put into this is the promise I make to the world. And I I worked with my brand designer to truly express who I am visually, which is the work you do. And, and from that comes you know, this practical consideration of a colour palette. And the colour palette, because often we're asked which should come first, the brand or the photographs. And often when people are looking at their calendars, they don't realise that they should come in a specific order. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? So, yes, as part of a visual identity design would typically be called, would come a, a logo or an icon of, of some description, a range of uh, typography, choice of typefaces that are all selected based on what it is your brand is trying to communicate. Give that us promise. an example, Lucy, so that people understand like typography is the font. Why does that matter? Come on, we've got Arial, we've got Times New Roman. What more do we need? <laughs> different fonts communicate different messages. How? They just, well, whether they're, uh, you know, if they're very sort of scripty, calligraphic, feminine fonts, well, they're going to evoke, you're going to think, oh, this this must be quite, um, you know, a, a feminine brand. Uh, brand. Yeah. So, or if it's a super blocky um, sans serif font, you know, that's really heavy, well, you're going to think, wow, this is, you know, that, that, that communicates power, that communicates groundedness, that, so these shapes, yeah. <laughs> which are effectively what, they do communicate different, different feelings. So different, what this different. evokes in me is this idea that everything communicates even subliminally and we yeah. can up our game if we realize that these are tools that have an impact on our message without actually realizing it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, that's the job of of your brand design, your visual your graphic designer. They, they, you know, that's, that's their job. So not every entrepreneur, well, they should understand that these things matter. Um, and obviously it's a collaborative process with your designer. Once you understand that it matters, well, then your designer can explain to you the rationale behind their choice of typefaces, their choice of color. And it's not just color, it's the tonality of the color. I mean, you take, take any color, take a blue, take a purple, you know, obviously there's color psychology, but within a blue, well, there's, what's the gamut of blues? Like there's, there's hundreds of blues within a blue. So it's which blue is right. Yeah. And you can move from something like uh, putting across a message of coldness and, or clinicalness 
to the whole other end of the spectrum, which is a richness. And which is the story you want to tell? Yeah. Well, what I when I do talk to my clients, it's about I try and get them to define the essence of the brand and what is it you want people to feel when they come across your brand. And that feeling, you get that feeling from the choice of typography, from the color scheme, which then you then carries on into your website, into your photography, into your uh, your social media, all your visuals, your business card, your PowerPoint presentations, the signage over your shop. Everything should have this should evoke the same uh, the same feeling. So you and and so we have to define what that feeling is and. That all comes out from the strategy, you know, the strategy work. So strategy, and then once you've defined, you know, what that, uh, what the strategy is and what it is you want, what is the essence of your brand? Well, then the designer can turn that into visuals and then your photographer takes that and goes, what does this look like in a photo, in a photograph? And then it's like, and what stories do you want to tell? Cause it's not just a headshot. I mean, there's a place for a headshot, you know, headshots are great. On an, on an about page when somebody's looking directly at the camera that creates a strong connection with the viewer, etc. But you can't just have a series of headshots on your on your website and your social media. Yeah, because there's your website tells so many aspects of your story throughout the navigation of that site. So you just can't have the same image on every single page. Um, tell me about, let's share even the the journey that we went through during the week and actually in the prep for uh, even choosing the photographer, you know, we t- we looked at a lot of photographers. Yeah, I mean, I alluded to that earlier. It's about finding the photographer that when you look at their portfolio, because generally, a bit like brand designers, often you'll find that photographer has a certain style. And as you look through their their website, their portfolio, their Instagram feed, you'll get a sense very quickly of what their style is. And as I said earlier, that might not be the right style. I mean, if they're, you know, some photographers have very kind of dark, moody, soulful uh, photography. But if your brand is all about bold, saturated colors, you know, that, um, you know, with high contrast, because you're trying to have a sort of an edgy, uh, an edgy feel to your brand. Well, that photographer is not going to be the right one for you. Or if your photographer does all their shots in a very brightly lit white studio with minimal props, and there's you know all the shots are kind of backlit or whatever, but you want that kind of soulful, earthy, more grounded feeling. Well, you may not use that photographer. So it's important uh, to shop around and to and to speak to the photographer and explain to them what it is you get into stories or what it is back to the essence of your brand and the <clears throat> the the feeling and the the feeling and the the emotions that you want to try and evoke so it's actually not that is the photographer any good it's actually does the photographer fit absolutely yeah mm. yeah uh, and it's not are they down the road from you or have they done your brother's wedding or <laughs> sorry but you know whatever yeah that's not what you really have to approach it with. This is an extension of your of your brand. And it's just so important, I think, to get it right. And a photographer who you don't want a headshot photographer or a portrait photographer. You know, there are amazing portrait photographers out there. 
But for your brand photography, where you want a library of images, and I say they're not all just you or they're not just you looking at the camera, you know, we can talk later about props and all the other kind of shots that you can get that just um, take your photography to the next level and just give you, as mm. I say, this library of images to, to call upon because we're all being asked all the time to, we have to create these uh, this content all the time and the more visual, well, I think the big message there as a diff as a of how to look at this is that it's not just taking your photograph. It's the library. That's the big message, I think. It's a library of images that tell your story, all of your story at that moment in time, because I think you should do regular shoots. I mean, even annual shoots. Absolutely. And and, and you, you know, you can choose the stories that you want to tell. And you might have three or four stories that you tell. And if you can do, you know, so say you have three stories, and then you want to well, tell the story of my process, how I work. And then you might want to tell the story of an event. We can talk about that. And then you might want to tell a story about where you come from or what's important to you, something a little bit more personal. Well, so there are three different stories. So that's already three shoots. <laughs> um, and so that's already loads to work with. But if you can do that, then every year or so. Well, but then is that, just, I'll be devil's advocate. Is that not just one picture for each? Is that not three photographs? Why are you saying that's three shoots? Oh, because within one story, you don't tell a story with just one photograph. I mean, you can you can get into the tight, you know, cinematic ways of taking photos and you know, having, I don't know, long shots and medium shots and then close-up shots and each one tells a different aspect of the story, you know, or if you're, um, you know, maybe you're you're trying to tell a story of, I don't know, maybe you, like if you're a florist, you know, your, your story might include um, the types of venues where, you know, that's not a good example, but if you're uh, maybe a wedding florist, mm. so you want to tell the story of the types of weddings that you do that, that you create the, the floristry for. Well, with you know, if you talk about the story then of place, well, then it could be the bride and groom in the place. It could be a long shot of the types of event, you know, a particular venue, or you could tell the story of a wedding. Mm. I'm not sure within that there's loads of photography. There's loads mm. of different, and it's close-ups, you know, of, you know, as they say, props, or it could be you, or it could be you, and somebody else, or it could be the clock. You know, there's lots of different ways of telling that story. Now, I'm not a photographer, so I don't pretend to 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 know it all. But a good photographer, a good brand photographer, will understand the nuances. But they will need a shot list. That's what we advocate for every client: is have the shot list, and the shot list is these stories. Well, you decide your story first, mm. and then you work at how you're going to tell that story through shots. And yeah, I think a shot list is very helpful, but I don't think it's good to be too dictatorial. Like Absolutely. I think you're take guidance from your photographer as well, because they know what they're doing and they'll have ideas that maybe you haven't thought of. And sometimes the best shots are the ones that you hadn't planned for, or you were caught, you know, doing something, uh, yeah. you know, candid or whatever. So, you know, I don't think it's like you go in and just hand over a list and go, this is what I want. And then goodbye. You well, know, I think it's a what, what we did with, in our research beforehand, we set up a Pinterest board and mm -hmm. looked at shots of two people, two women who are working together to collaborate, two people collaborating. And we wanted to look at poses and stuff like that. So instead of being prescriptive of what 
we wanted to work with. We did it as inspiration. So the photographer would get a sense of the looks we liked, what we felt could work. And it just meant that she could come prepared. And I have to say, thank you so much, Linda from Visual Feasts. We had such an amazing experience. And it also meant that when she came on the day, she was prepared and you could see it in her that she was thinking about the composition. Oh, that's so important. But when we were doing our Pinterest board, we were very selective in the, you know, we had one for whatever, women duos or whatever we called it. But we were selective in the poses because, well, I kept trying to think, well, what's the brand trying to communicate? Mm. So sometimes it was, you know, I go, well, yes, that, but not really that, not lit like that or not, Mm. you know, not that brightly lit, you know, because... I don't think that matches the the brand. So that goes back to what I said earlier. If you, you need to understand and agree, you know, be on board with the essence of your own brand and really understand that so that you communicate that or your designer can then obviously communicate that to the to the photographer as well. If you so if you don't understand that, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be more difficult for the photographer to, to get it right. Even if you say I like, you know, I like this pose that the light, the composition can have a very, you know, that mm. that pose come across very differently. So it's... Um, yeah, but it's, it just says the preparation, uh, preparation is everything. The other thing to think about in preparation is the styling of it, as in not just the styling as in composition from the eye of the photographer and your eye, keeping in mind that it has to be on brand, but it's also this idea of what are you wearing on the day? And we also invested in working with a stylist, which was challenging, <laughs> but really interesting. We worked with the lovely Aoife Donnegan, um, the style bob, and just amazing. Like, so one of the big criteria when you're getting your brand shot, brand shoot done is wearing black colors, no pattern, because we don't want the pattern on your body to speak for you. We want them to see your face and what else you're communicating. So your clothing has to suit your coloring. You have to feel good in it, has to represent your brand. Yeah. So when you say represent your brand, again, it's, you know, are you, you know, again, if you're kind of this sort of outdoorsy, soulful, grounded, uh, kind of earthy, organic business, well, you're going to be wearing very different clothes to if you're a very corporate lawyer, you know, um, in you know in a very corporate environment so and even the the textures i know i was very uh conscious you know to try and get the textures of what we were wearing right again so that wasn't too too formal we want to look professional but we also want to look approachable and as you said feel comfortable in what we're wearing so it's 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 tricky and then the colors yes the colors need to suit your skin tones and so on but they also have to be in keeping with your brand colors. I'm not saying you turn up in a flat, you know, color in your your color palette from head to toe, but it just has to, it all has to be consistent so that when those photos go up on your website where your brand colors will be uh, more prominent, that, that it doesn't clash. We had a lovely conversation at the time of which color comes first, the color that suits your skin. So you have a really good photograph are the colors that are in line with your brand. And we had this lovely back and forth as we were picking out things to wear for the shoot. 
and it's it's a challenging question. It's not an assumption, like because you can't you have to make sure that your brand colors may not suit your skin tone. Like that's a reality. So mm. that means you could look like crap in the shoot, but you don't want to look like crap in the shoot. Well, you could use accessories or other ways to pick yeah. up. So diplomatically, see, I was just trying to go straight in there, <laughs> but that was the feeling. I shall, I shall uh, correct that. That was my feeling. <laughs> no, it's true, but it's not about like the brand. It's all about the brand first and foremost. It's about the brand because people come and go. What if you? I don't know. What if you sell your business or you, you know, move into the background or you're not so? But it's this visual information you see. This the things that people don't realize, but if they start to look at maybe uh, people who are, that they aspire to be, it's a worthy exercise. Look at who you aspire to be. Look at their website. Look at the story that's being told without being told. So one of one of the people that I would pay attention to in the marketing space is Amy Porterfield. It's very calculated. The ease of wh- how she's sitting, the big rock on her finger, the easygoing coffee cup that she's holding. It's a real invitation of I'm really relaxed. You can work with me and I know what I'm doing and I'm successful. Look at my ring. Look at my colors that are all there is so much information that's going being put across in a single shot that nobody realizes. And it's a powerful tool. If the choice of coffee cup is a decision that has to be made, the texture, the shape, the color, again, depending on, on what kind of brand you are, you will choose a different coffee cup Yeah. Then and the next business. So yes, it's all calculated and planned within an inch of its life. Um, and yeah, this is maybe, these are the things that people don't. Do you think, do you think small to medium sized businesses should be that calculated? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, because, good. Absolutely. Why not? Because, because it's even harder for them to stand out from the crowd. So they can't, this is just a, a, an accessible way. And you can collect, you know, you can go about, you know, somebody who I follow closely, Fiona Humberstone, she talks about creating a prop cupboard. So as you go and, you know, she says there'll often be things in your home already as a, <laughs> yeah. I know I brought all of my house to, to our shoot this week, but there's things at home. But the point is that you, you pick and choose them with intention, mm. your intention going that fits, that doesn't, you know, um, down to the mug, down to the, you know, the ubiquitous notebook or sketch, you know, depending on your business, but a lot of service based businesses you know, prop shoots will involve a notebook, but we don't want the same old notebook, the same old, you know, woman sitting at her laptop, just looking like every other woman sitting, you know. Yeah, be aware of that. Like, you know, if you find yourself yawning because you've seen it all before, then you have. <laughs> yeah. So this is your opportunity to to do it, yeah, with intention and to, with, to bring out your, the uniqueness of, of your brand. That's the whole point. Cool. What do you think are the ingredients for a successful shoot then? So having your, uh, having your visual identity done in advance and understanding the essence of your brand and what it is you're trying to communicate, thinking about the stories you want to tell in that shoot, you're not going to be able to tell all your stories in the one shoot and then planning your wardrobe, planning your props, 
uh, shopping around for the right photographer, really have a, you know, don't just pick the photographer that your friend in the network used because she may, he or she may not be right for, for your brand based on the type of photography that they do and to have a really good sort of strategy session with them as well so that they really understand uh, when you've, you know, when you've picked the one that you think is right for you or when you're shopping around, talk to them about these types of things. Ask them, do they do styling? Because not all photographers do styling. Do you think that's an important one? Because Linda styles, you could tell. Amazing. Yeah. And we, what was wonderful in this shoot was we got to see the shots as they were taken. So in some poses, because we're together, one of us might might have the perfect expression on her face and the other one is distracted. And that can happen. Or the lovely one that they just laughed at me so much because we had these beautiful shots at the table and they were perfectly posed, perfectly orchestrated. And I know Lucy's laughing now, right? And then we look under the table and how I sit and I'm just sitting with my legs. <laughs> just totally relaxed and completely off brand. We had to start again. Yeah. So you, it's it's the, in the detail of move that that jacket there. Where is your chin? What are you showing your best side? Do you Are you happy with that shot? We were able to look at every shot and decide, is this right? Do we need to move this over here to tell a better story? So who cares that you have to take six shots to get the right shot? Who cares? You're there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, do we move that plant a little bit to the left? Do we move, you know, is that notebook in the right? I mean, these are these are details, but they make the difference. They're the difference. And what would you say to someone who's listening now, Lucy, and says, God, that's on a bit too much, Lucy. You're not overthinking at all. Well, I know I'm trying to do things as, as you know, to be, I want, I want our photography to look beautiful, to look so professional, to, to really just stand out and be head and shoulders above, <laughs> you know, the competition. Yeah. And so decide to cut corners or ah, sure, it's not that important. Now, not everybody has a visual eye and that's okay. That's why there are designers and photographers and creative directors and people to, to help you get this right. But I don't know, I, it's, for me, it's obvious that you try and do things as to the best of your, your ability. So, But uh, I would say this, often we feel often and, and, and often with women in particular, we often stay too quiet about this stuff. And don't speak up to go, no, I would actually like you to move that plant one inch that direction, three centimetres. This is a a place of capturing the essence of who you are in a photograph that helps you level up your business. Take time to use your voice to make sure it's expressed appropriately. And as you say, look, Look at the people who do it well. I mean, we all, you know, look at the brands who do it well. I mean, I, I get, it's like product photography. You know, the, the top brands, the Louis Vuitton, the Chanel, whoever, you know, their sunglasses, perfumes, whatever, they're beautifully shot. Yeah. And that then allows them to charge more. <laughs> yeah. And I would say this to, to anybody listening, I would say you're worth it to oh, quote yeah. a much known brand. <laughs> Because you're worth it. <laughs> what would you like people to walk away with from today? 
don't underestimate the power of your brand photography. Take the time to understand what's involved. Think about it. Be strategic. Be intentional. Ask for help from your your brand designer or your photographer if 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 you don't if this all just you don't know what I, what we're talking about. Just it's worth your it's absolutely worth it. Um, even from a practical perspective, you then can say you can call upon these images for your social media, for your media kits, for your your website, obviously, with your blogs, your all the different uh, assets that we're that we're all creating. You know, you can port them into Canva if that's what you're using, or give to your designer or whoever. It just, from a practical perspective, just gives you, um, yeah, sort of a big library of images to to call upon, and it just, yeah, it just makes it easier for you to communicate your brand without you having to speak or write. Mm. <laughs> um, and I remember the first shoot I did. My God, I mean, still using some of the photos. Um, but oh, I was absolutely elated. Well, I well, wasn't elated when I first saw the images because I didn't like, <laughs> wasn't used to looking at myself. But once I got beyond, beyond that, oh, I mean, my proposals on my, you know, feedback forms, f- freebies, lead magnets. I mean, there's just so many places where you need an image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just when it's intentionally designed, just it's consistent with your branding, your messaging, your positioning. And, um, yeah, really powerful, really powerful. If you want people to invest in your business to pay you for your services, well, you have to show that you're willing to invest in yourself as well, in your business. It's just, it's just a given as far as concerned. You have to, you have to invest in your own business if you want other people then to invest in you. Makes sense. Thank you so much, Lucy. Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you'd like to find out more about Lucy, check her out on designsforgrowth.ie. And as always, you can find me on finolahoward.com. And if you'd like to support the show, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast and reach out and tell me what you thought of this episode. I'd love to find out what was useful about it for you. And if there's anything else you'd like me to explore here. And I'll be back next week with another great guest. And until then, take care.